Have you ever considered that maybe the reason you're still single is because you have unrealistic expectations? That's what we're going to talk about on this episode of Wonderful Life. How to get rid of those fantasies that may actually be keeping you single. I'm Mary Dittman. For years, I struggled with being unhappy because I'm single and I don't want to be. But I've learned how to be happy while I'm single. If you're ready to find peace as a single woman, you're ready for a wonderful life. Hi, I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of College on Fleek and Wonderful Life. Wonderful Life is my way of describing what it feels like when you're happy and you're at peace, even though you're single. I am single, I've never been married, I don't have any children, and I've always wanted to be married and have a family. And for a long time, that was a real source of sadness and sorrow for me. And I felt like I just couldn't be happy if I was single. But I figured out that I better make peace with singleness because it did not appear to be changing. And I am over 40 and I really just wanna be happy. And so I figured out how to be happy and have peace while I'm single, not because I'm single. A lot of people get to the place where they say, oh, I don't want a relationship. I don't want a man. I don't want this or that. I don't feel that way. I would prefer to be in a relationship, but what I really want more than anything is just to be happy. And that's what Wonderful Life is about. It's about learning to be happy and having a great life. And hopefully if your Mr. Right comes along, you're happy and he loves you for that. But if he never comes along, then you're still happy anyway. In fact, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're in a society that has taught us that a relationship is going to make us happy. Now, as women, we are programmed in our biology to want relationships. So there's nothing wrong with that. And it's completely normal to want family and to want partnership and, and to want that relationship and that feeling of community. But society has taught us that that is the thing that is going to make us happy. And if you don't have that, you won't be happy. And by the way, if you don't have it, they'll sell you all kind of stuff to make sure you can get it. Like make sure you look right, make sure you dress right, you gotta have the right car, your hair needs to be did in the right way. Although my hair is looking pretty good. We are inundated with stories and movies and books that promote this idea that Prince Charming is gonna sweep in and rescue you from your life. That's not realistic and most men don't wanna do that. Most men do not want to come and figure out how to rescue you from your disaster. I am inspired by Amal Clooney and one of the things that she has said and that George Clooney has said about her is that before she met him, she was just really living her life. She had friends, she had this rocking career, and in fact, by the time she met him, she really wasn't overly impressed with him because she had it going on. And in fact, he was impressed with her and her work in the human rights arena, and that was part of what attracted him to her. He didn't have to come in and rescue her from her boring, do-nothing life. She already had this really great life going on, and then he wanted to be part of that. 
that's what we want. Now, I used to really feel like I've got this great life, but I'm not happy because I just want to have a husband and I want a family and I didn't have that. And that was making me really sad. However, if marriage is what is going to make you happy, then why do first marriages have a 51% failure rate? By the way, it goes up higher than 67% if either one of you is on your second marriage. If either one of you is on your third marriage, you're looking at an 80 plus percent failure rate. So clearly getting married is not what makes people happy. And look at how many people abuse drugs or alcohol, even in the news within the last few months of this filming. We've had several celebrities, one of whom was married, one of whom was in a committed relationship that he was very excited about, and both of those people committed suicide. So if being in a committed partnership and having someone there for you and having a family, if that's the key to happiness, then why would someone take their own life? So we really need to get clear about, well, what's gonna make us happy? Now, I'm using the word happy, but what I'm really talking about is joy. I think of happiness as being external. So I look down on the scale, I see a number I want. I'm like, woo, I'm happy. Got a coupon in the mail, woo, I'm happy. Or something went on sale, yeah, I'm happy. Good hair day, I'm happy. But happiness changes. So I look down on the scale, I see a number I don't like, now I'm not happy. I went shopping and the thing I wanted was not even in stock anymore. Okay, now I'm not happy. Or the guy I like didn't call me, I'm not happy. Happiness is based on external things, up and down, up and down. It's a beautiful day, I'm happy. Oh, it's raining, I'm not happy. What we really want to cultivate is joy. Joy is on the inside, and it's not dependent upon what's going on externally. Joy is that quality that people have that allows them to go through tough times. In the Bible, uh, there's a story about the Apostle Paul and um, his partner Silas, they're in prison. And by the way, Roman jails were not like prisons in the United States. Frequently they were built underground and many times the city sewer system would run through the prison. And so in a couple of prisons that Paul wrote from, uh, they were very small. He was likely chained and standing up possibly up to his waist in human waist. And yet, Paul and Silas were able to sing praises. I have a hard time even singing praises when my nail polish is chipped. And that that is joy. When you could be in that type of situation, in a prison cell, standing, chained, up to your, possibly your waist, or for sure your knees in, in sewage and human waste, and you can sing praises, that's joy. Buddhist Tibetan monks, when they are being beaten and persecuted, how they can just stay peaceful and calm. How can they do that? That is joy. You probably know people in your own life who they are going through really tough times or they have been through tough times and they are able to keep going, keep their chin up, and it doesn't mean that they don't have any feelings, but it means that 
they know that they can get through to the other side, that is joy. It's that inner strength and sense of calm that carries you through. That's what we're looking for. Now again, this is what society tells us that a relationship will give you that, but nothing outside of you can give you that. Let's look at some of the fantasies that many of us have that are going to keep us single. The first one is, well, he's gonna take away all my sadness and I'll never feel lonely anymore. Well, absolutely, when you are in a relationship, you should not be sad the majority of the time and it should bring happiness and joy into your life. And certainly in the very beginning, you're going to be happy because your brain chemistry is firing and, and you feel like you're high and you feel great. But another person cannot be responsible for your sense of happiness or your sense of joy. And if you've ever been on the receiving end of that where someone else makes you responsible for keeping them happy and fixed, it's a lot of pressure. I've had that in relationships where I've gotten the pressure of I, I'm responsible for this person's feelings or I'm responsible for this person being okay and every, every move I make is either going to make him happy or make him cry. That is a lot of pressure and that is not good for your relationship. The truth is when you're in a relationship, you're going to have happy times and you're going to have some grief and you're going to have grief that you would not have had as a single person. I'm single and yeah, is it hard to be alone sometimes? Yes, but some of my married friends get into drama and conflict with their in-laws or they have to deal with serious issues with their children. Every situation has pros and cons, blessings and challenges. And being in a relationship does not mean that you're never going to be lonely. What if he has to travel for business? Or what if he just wants to, some time to himself or he wants to take a nap or he wants to go shoot hoops with the guys or he needs to work late? There are going to be plenty of times in a relationship where you're gonna be on your own and you need to be okay with that. Partly because everybody needs space and freedom to be their own person. The second fantasy many times that can keep us single is the expectation that, well, I'm going to find a man and he's going to be there for me all the time. That would be great. But the truth is that we are normally not there for each other all the time in the way the other person would like us to be, generally speaking. And that's true for a romantic partner or your family or your friends. One of my married girlfriends had a terrible case of the flu and she was in the bed for like three days. And when she finally was able to kind of crawl out into the kitchen, she was pretty annoyed to find that the dishwasher hadn't been run and there were dirty dishes stacked in the sink and it, it really hurt her feelings. And she called me and said, I just don't understand. I mean, my husband knows I was sick as a dog in the bed for three days, couldn't go to work, couldn't do anything. And he knows I like to have a clean kitchen. Like, why couldn't he run the dishwasher? Why couldn't he just wash the dishes? Like, I got out of bed and my kitchen is trashed. Why couldn't he just help me out? He knew I was sick. 
and she really felt like he had let her down. Now, I know her husband, he's a nice guy. Like he's not sitting around trying to think of ways to wreck the kitchen so that she'll be upset. But the truth is some men, not all, but some men, a clean kitchen just isn't important. And so he was kind of like in bachelor mode for three days because his wife was sick in the bed. And so his priority wasn't cleaning up the kitchen. His priority was making sure that she was okay and going to work and probably grabbing some fast food because he can't cook. For him, when she told him how she felt about really it hurt her feelings about the kitchen, he did not understand what she was saying, which kind of really made her mad on top of it. But I kind of understand where he was coming from. Like he just did not get how that was upsetting to her. Your romantic partner just may not always be there for you in the way that you want. And many times differences between men and women as women, we want a man to really be there and process with us emotionally and, you know, go through all the feelings and the this and that. And a lot of times men, most of the time men don't do that. Men listen and then they want to fix it. And the fix might go like this. You're whinging on about your job and your boss and you just feel so like they don't value you and nobody cares. And he might look at you and go, well, you should quit. And you're going, no, you don't understand. I can't quit. And he goes, yeah, you can, you can quit. Just quit, get another job. And you might feel like, well, he's not even, he doesn't understand me. He doesn't really understand why I'm upset. Well, no, he understands that you're upset and he wants you to not be upset. And he sees the solution as quit being upset. You hate that job, go get a different one. So you're going to feel like he's not there for you, but he's going to feel like he's being there for you. And what you really want probably is one of your girlfriends who would just kind of commiserate with you. And my point is that many times people aren't going to be there for you 100% all the time the way that you wish that they would be. And you got to let people off the hook because the truth is you're not there for everybody the way that they wish you were there. Because the truth is the only person who's going to be there for you all the time 100% is you. Another fantasy that might be keeping you single is we're going to do everything together. Well, maybe not. First of all, one of the things that men really complain about with women is that, well, she changed. When we first started dating, she used to like to go do stuff and now she doesn't want to anymore. And ladies, we're guilty. I have to say that I agree with men because here's what a lot of times women will do. When, when we start dating somebody, we just want to be with him. And so when he says, do you like football? We're like, yeah. You want to go to the game? Yeah. And we, the truth is we don't really care about the game. We just want to be with him or we don't really care about watching basketball, we just wanna be with him, or we don't really care about playing golf or tennis, we just wanna spend time with him. And the sport or the activity is not really our thing, but we love being with him. And so then as the relationship progresses, you the truth comes out that I really don't wanna go do, I don't wanna go watch football, I don't wanna sit and watch basketball, I don't wanna play golf. And his perception is you, pulled a fast one on him. You did like a bait and switch. And all of a sudden you don't like to do that stuff anymore. And it feels to him like you've changed. And the truth is that we're not all gonna wanna do the same things all the time. And that's even true for your girlfriends. One of my friends loves to go to the movies, but I won't go see a horror movie. And that's her favorite genre of movie. And she gets mad at me because she calls me up and she'll say, there's a new horror movie out. And I'm like, no way, I'm not going. 
On the other hand, I like to go to the symphony. And I have a couple of girlfriends that every time I'll call them and say, hey, I have an extra ticket, do you wanna go? Oh, no, they just don't like it, it's not their jam. So not everybody is gonna to wanna to do everything together all the time, and you shouldn't anyway, it's not healthy. I remember I was dating someone one time and he was really into photography, and he made the comment, we'd been dating for a few months, and he made the comment, well, I'm gonna go ahead and get rid of all my photography equipment. And I was like, whoa, what? why? And he said, well, you're not into photography, so I figure if we're gonna to be together, I just need to give it up. Which really scared me. Uh, go back to my first point on other people keeping you happy. I knew his photography was something that he really enjoyed and it was important to him. And I had never indicated that I didn't want him to do it or that I resented it in any way. In fact, I encouraged him and supported him. But his mindset was, we needed to do everything together. That was a red flag for me because what I knew to be true was he needs to have things that are for him, that are his interests. And I have things that I want to do that are important to me that I don't wanna give up. And yeah, you should have stuff you like to do together, but you should still also have your own individual activities or passions or interests. That helps keep you an interesting person that he won't get bored with. So yeah, you might have to be comfortable that you'll end up with someone that you guys love to go to dinner together. You love to go see movies together. Maybe you do love to go see a hockey game together. And then he really loves to go hear indie bands and you're not into that, so he goes with his guy friends to do that. And you really love the opera and he can't stand it. So you go to the opera with your girlfriends. It really all comes down to having realistic expectations for what a man would do in your life or what would a relationship be like for your life. And many times when we have these unrealistic expectations, it creates a lot of pressure and people can pick up on that pressure. There's no point in having a relationship if it's just going to add pressure and stress to your life. I wrote a blog on this. And so if you would like to read the blog and see a little bit more information, go to wonderfullife.com. And as always, Wonderful Life is a dialogue, not a monologue, and I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. What are some of the unrealistic expectations that maybe you've had or that you know other people have when it comes to relationships? Put that in the comments, because I'd really love to hear what you think about this. And as always, you can connect with us at wonderfullife.com. And join us next week on Wonderful Life when I'm gonna share with you the three biggest mistakes I've made that have kept me single. That's next time right here on Wonderful Life.